Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I'm pretty excited today because I know it's been a while since I've had a conversation beyond the pew. Well, okay, at least on the podcast. And so today I'm excited to have Anne to sit with me. Um, I am one of those people, if you haven't found, figured this out, I love to ask questions. And so I'm always like searching for something. And I'm always searching like for answers to things. And what I realized along the way is... I am searching for wisdom. I'm searching for knowledge that actually helps me live a little better. And so I always think that when I'm in conversation with Anne, that she always has something thought-provoking, something interesting to say. And so I can't wait to share our conversation today about searching for wisdom. Hi, Anne. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And this may be a little bit heavier on scripture uh, than some of my other conversations, but I think that that's a, a really important piece because it is so fruitful. And so I know that you search through scripture often. And so what are some of the things that you have found helpful in your search for wisdom in scripture? Well, um, when my daughter was 15, she went on her first mission trip to Peru, and um, I could not go because I still had another child at home, and um, he couldn't go, so I stayed back with him. And when I picked her up at the airport, I brought home a different child. She had been transformed on that three-week trip, and I looked in her eyes and wanted that, so that transformed me. Um, Maybe about, I don't know, three to four weeks after she got back, my husband informed me that he was leaving and very difficult time for all of us. And um, at that moment, I thought I'm going to go to Peru with her the next year mm. and take my son. The three of us went. Okay. Um, we worked for Scripture Union, and their passage for their organization was, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, which is Psalm 119, 105. Um, and it had meaning that, for you. Absolutely, and it still does. Um, takes us back to that time where we needed God in our life to mm -hmm. help us in our path, that um, our world had been destroyed. Yeah. my family life and um, um, it was almost like an anchor absolutely yeah yeah so it was like something oh, um, sometimes people call it a mantra like something to hold on to that as you're going through the difficulty of your, your family life has been blown to pieces of what you think expected and you've got to have something that kind of anchors not only you but your children and that you came to this passage because of this other organization and we went. We all went to Peru thinking we were helping them, but little did we know that they helped us more than we possibly could help yeah. down there. That it uh, made us stronger, better people. So thinking about the, the, the wisdom of your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, how does that, how does it resonate with you like what's your favorite part about that passage um 
that we're not alone, mm. um, especially in the dark times. We need to realize that he's with us. Mm -hmm. um, That's pretty powerful in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Like, we live in a time where people feel really isolated and feel so disconnected from others and feel like they are all alone in their struggles. And that for you, you found, wait a minute, we aren't, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this time. And how beautiful that is and how everybody needs to figure out what that is for them. And I wonder how people manage without it. Yeah. That's, the despair must be right. debilitating. Just, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where uh, for, I don't know, a few weeks, a few months now, every now and then I'll put up something on the church Facebook page of Scripture for Life just to kind of help people be inspired or just hold on to something, whatever they're, they're kind of facing. And so to think about this passage of your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, it's like it, there is a way forward and not being alone. And that is just, that is beautiful. So where are some, I know that you are an observer of life, and so where are the other places that you go searching for wisdom? Well, I love to learn. Um, I, because I'm an anthropologist, I love to see what, how people act culturally, religiously, in their family groups. Um, I love to hear about other people's faith journeys. I think that helps me with mine. Um, things that I might be missing or haven't thought about. I love discussing. Yeah. yeah. Conversations can be so beautiful. Absolutely. We don't have enough of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, how do we facilitate more conversation? How do we have more time? How do we enjoy and savor the conversation? How, do you, how are you vulnerable in those conversations? Ah, oh, yes. That vulnerability for all those uh, who've heard me mention Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown and that word vulnerability and how that transforms thinking about courage and just the way we are. So other things about where you go kind of cultivating that, uh, looking for wisdom, that practice. Well, I have lots of questions about what God expects from me. Um, from a young uh, teenager, um, I always felt that I should be a mother and raise children to be Christians. And that was my purpose in life. And I have raised a missionary. Mm -hmm. And um, my other child can tell you anything about the Bible. Yeah. He knows it back and forward and how it applies to his life. So I, I feel like I've reached that purpose. Now I'm looking for another purpose. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's important that there, there seems to be the purpose of our lives, the undercurrent that goes, the, the thread that goes all the way through, and then the different purposes in different seasons. Yes. And that when we realize we're done with the season, we've got to go looking for another one. And I think all of us at some point have been like, ah, what is my purpose? What is the meaning of my life? Why do I exist? And where are some places that you have gone looking for that answer? Um, finding my purpose? Yeah, like within oh. the, uh, the scripture, are there other 
or well, even other authors? Or... I read and study the Bible daily. I pray daily, asking for the Holy Spirit to enter my heart and show me what I need to do for the day. Um, during COVID um, lockdown, I was had the ability to fill my days with reading, which was glorious that I, I'm not working. So, and I when I retired, I thought that's what I needed to do was read more. Yeah. I didn't have any other responsibilities. It was wonderful, um, but having COVID, that really forced it. Um, Letters by a Modern Mystic and the Game with Minutes by Frank Laubach. Okay. That really was especially poignant. Um, it taught me um, the loneliness of a missionary. Um, that's what the letters are. To It's the letters of the missionary in the 50s, back writing letters to his father. Okay. Um, so that gave me a little more insight into what my daughter's dealing with mm. because she's 4,000 miles away in a foreign country. Yeah. Um, when she initially went there, she didn't, um, she wasn't married. Okay. So she was alone. Ah. Um, thank God for technology. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank you and, for th technology. And yes. thank God that God has allowed me to learn. Yeah. technology you know and I'm not afraid and mm -hmm. I'm willing to learn and um, and then the the game with minutes was very interesting I was always um, one that prayed but this one this book taught me that praying continuously and I never believed that okay until I read this read this book but oh I pray when I drive I pray when I'm waiting I pray all right. So for our listener, what what does that sound like? Because I, I can hear, like, you know, the, th the wheels are turning as people are listening and going, so, like, did you memorize something in church to pray constantly? So what what does no. that kind of look like? No, it, it um, asking the Holy Spirit to transform me has transformed me, I think. Just even that simple phrase. Just, yeah, please, please that. enter my heart. You've given me this big heart. Use it. Show me what to do. Oh, wow. um, I had now that people know that I pray, they ask me to pray for them. Yes. So I have quite the list, and mm -hmm. that that changes, it evolves. Yeah. Well, who, you know, that thought of that somebody is praying for you, that you're on somebody's mind, that you matter enough for somebody else to pray, I think is really beautiful. I remember going to the Abbey of Gethsemane, which is in Kentucky. It's a monastery of Trappist monks. And they, they talk about their prayer life. And I remember one of them saying that his hope was that every single person through his prayers would be prayed for in the world. Hmm. And just that sense of that that was part of his duty, his, his work in the world was to make sure everybody was prayed for and that even when we're so alone to think about there could be somebody in the world that doesn't even know us praying for us but then also to take the time to pray for people that we do know I think is is one of those beautiful beautiful moments of life or especially for the people that have done us harm ah the hard ones of how do you pray which yeah I mean Jesus was all about you got to pray for your enemies Absolutely. And how that's how, a tough one. It is. It's very hard, but yet that in itself can be transformative. Absolutely.
Have you found that transformative? Yes. Or heard other so. people talk about that? No, I have. Yeah. Yeah, personally. Absolutely. Mm. So thinking about the importance of prayer and just it even being simple, like it, 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 while you're driving, just saying, God be with me. Yes. God enter my heart. Or uh, I can think of simple things uh, I may repeat for myself of like, help me to love. Help me, Lord. Help me. I need to love. <laughs> I need to be able <laughs> to not react. <laughs> Calm my spirit. I need a little peace. <laughs> Even as I can feel that edge. <laughs> Show my belief to others. <laughs> right, right. But even on the more serious side of going, where am I supposed to be with your people? How am I supposed to be in this world? I think there are moments where it could be kind of fun mm. um, and other times where it can be definitely challenging. And so you've had those moments where praying has brought you more wisdom. I would hope so. Yeah. Or, or, or some, you, some pursuit or of, some calm. Right. Or that pursuit of practice yeah. towards. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have all the answers, but no. I'm still searching. Yeah. As I like to say, the more we know, the less we know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Where else have you uh, sought out uh, wisdom? Well, I like to surround myself with people that are smarter and wiser than me I, so that I can learn. Ones that are willing to share their wisdom yeah. and have those discussions. Yeah. I, I thrive on those. Yeah. It, it's fun when we, it, it's like, wow. Because then it gives almost a sense of, wait a minute, I'm not alone in doing that. And that's a really interesting way of how you got through uh, such and such a situation. Thinking about the people that we surround ourselves with, of would we say they are wise with conducting their life? And I wonder how many of us go, well, no, they're fun. They're really a lot of fun to party. But are they wise? Like, who do you surround? Do you intentionally surround yourself with people that are wise? I, I think is sometimes one of those questions that some people may have a hard time uh, thinking through. Mm. Or like, wait a minute, who have I surrounded myself with? And I keep the wise people around. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Once I find a few, yeah, I yeah. try to cultivate those relationships. Yeah, and there becomes a mutuality when surrounding yourself with wise people. Like, it, it's a, uh, not only are you hearing from them, but they want to hear from you. So it's kind of that back and forth. Where else, what are the, like, authors or people have you? Um, my favorite author is Henry Nowen. He's a, a priest from the Netherlands that uh, has written numerous books and Every one of them touches my heart. Um, I especially love The Wounded Healer. I was helping a friend that was going through some really, really difficult times, and that book really helped me to be empathetic and, yeah. and wise, I guess, to help through the trouble. Um, I love Andrew Murray, who was a, I guess you would call him a church planter in okay. South Africa. Okay. Um, very wise. Um, I love reading the 1800s English. Oh, <laughs> that takes we, some time yeah. and some effort right there. 
<laughs> so that was fun. And I love Watchman Nee. Have you ever read anything by him? I have not. Stand, Sit, and Pray. Okay. Very, um, he was a missionary in China, I'm pretty sure. All right. In the 50s. Okay. And just, what about his stuff is kind of... Just it's um, very practical and okay. nothing um, too... Uh, theological, just just practical. Like how to get anybody, through your day. Yeah, anybody can achieve this if they made a little effort. Okay, yeah, like paying attention to our choices, our words. Yes. Here's a practical guide to living. Right. Nice. Christian-based, but yeah. yeah. And then as I'm reading, um, many people, um, they all reference other people which increases oh, yeah. my book pile right. <laughs> I, it, yes i i understand the problem with uh, getting more and more books my books just pile and pile um you know when when the author is being mentioned by another author many times or many authors mention like dallas willard well, who's this man? So I had to get a couple of his books. And yeah. I never knew Brother Lawrence. I never read any of his stuff, and I love that. Tell us a little but, bit about who Brother Lawrence is. Just, just um, he was, wasn't he one of the... I don't know, Brother Lawrence. Oh. oh. So now I'm going to have to go do some research. <laughs> um, he was one of the, um, I don't know what they're called, the... Along in the monks, the, or no, um, in the desert. One of, oh, he was, the desert fathers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was one of those. Oh, gotcha. But I'd have to look that up. I'm okay. Not, <clears throat> um, and then Saint John of the Cross. Oh, yep, Saint yeah. John of the Cross. But I love all that antique writing. Okay. That it's still valid, oh. and just yep. and even more so now. Yeah, it's but, kind of amazing to look back at older authors even like a thousand two thousand years ago so like i am really into seneca the roman philosopher slash senate a senator who was a contemporary in the first century of jesus and it's really amazing to see how much of seneca the philosopher senator and jesus kind of like touch i'm like wait a minute jesus also said <laughs> That's kind of fascinating, but to not only read the new stuff, I do read the new stuff, as do you, but there is something about looking at stuff that's a thousand years old or even older. It also makes the Bible even more relevant, I think, too. Okay, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's weird, just, like the Bible will speak into, like if you're reading through and it's like, wait a minute, I'm going through that. Yeah. A little bit different. With, you know, characters, but that story seems to still be relevant. So, what are the things that you have loved about your pursuit of wisdom? Like getting to know people, getting to read stuff? Um, yes, and getting to know myself better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and you found like it, it changes the way you maybe react or engage in situations or yeah i'm working on that aren't we all none of us are perfect none of us have re reached enlightenment none of us are buddha <laughs> um yeah uh, it's 
it's very difficult sometimes reading what I do read and not um, acting on it. Mm-hmm. I feel sometimes that I'm not doing enough, um, but I got to get over that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it goes back to that whole thing, which we had been talking earlier before starting the recording of like, the more you know, the less you know, but then it's like, oh, but I would really love to gain more knowledge in right. or gain more insight into how to live. Uh, it, it can be... It can be fun, and yet sometimes it's also like, oh, I can't believe I don't know this yet, or I haven't internalized it yet. And there is there enough time to, yeah, it's all very daunting. Yeah. But I'm not giving up. Yeah. So what piece of encouragement might you give to those who say, hmm, maybe I need to start asking some questions or searching out? Where, where might you suggest that they go just at, from your own journey? Um, finding a church, I think that is essential. Um, keep trying until you find something that fits for you. Um, I know it's not easy to walk in a church. Yeah. Even, even churched people, it's difficult to walk into a church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But you'll find the right one and it'll be very apparent. Yeah. The and then find the right people in that church that are willing to discuss the Bible with you and help you learn. Yeah, because that's really what church, a church at its best is about a community that encourages one another, that prays for each other, and that tries to uh, encourage and challenge us in the way that we are living so that we are thriving instead of just kind of surviving and making it through and hanging out in the pits of despair (laughs) a church should help a community should help um, and hopefully facilitate that hunger for more knowledge uh, and more wisdom of how am I really living my life that can be an impact well thank you Anne for joining today I hope that all those who are listening have enjoyed this conversation I know I have and I just so you know I'm always in pursuit of wisdom, and I, I think Anne is with me on that. So thank you, Anne, for joining me. Thank you.